it's another week. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit today. I was doing a Bible study recently out of First Corinthians, and suddenly I was drawn into this uh, section about idols, and it just kind of kept bugging me and just bugging me. So I thought I would sit down and just kind of put together some thoughts about that. Do you know what an idol is? It's, and I want to establish some questions or share some questions with you to get you to think. And what kinds of things in your life can become idols? Have you ever made an idol of something or someone? How about social media? Is, has social media become like your god or go-to? or just the internet in general, your material possessions, have they become something that you idolize? Or maybe I was thinking about this with children, for example. I noticed that a lot of parents push different characters off on their children or their children get fixated on them and they begin to, I think that that's the beginning of idol building in a child's life. Maybe that might have happened to you. I know I've, I've not pushed that myself as a parent or grandparent because I just, I guess I had my own issues. So I didn't want to have anything to, to possess me or me to be possessive over anything. I was always leery of having habit forming anything. So if I had to title this, it would be, is God the object of my affections and I think that you kind of get the picture of idols and it gives you I've given you some food for thought and just as a a definition for idols is the definition that I looked up is typically idols refer to worship or excessive admiration of something or someone that is not worthy of such devotion and that's kind of something to think about. And I want you to keep those that phrase, that phrase in mind, worthy of such devotion. I call these false gods, but they're still idols. And though they're not statues, they, they are, they could very easily fall into the category of gods. And so I've labeled them for this chat, false gods. And I want you to think about your life Is there any time, let's say, in your life that you allowed yourself to be devoted to or addicted to something that was bringing, that was not life bringing or bringing life, but constantly stealing your joy and your peace? I know over the years I've known, I've had in my family, as a matter of fact, addicts, and they were just in torment. It was all about trying to get the next fix and doing whatever I have to do to get that next fix. And so the drugs ruled their lives. Every waking moment of their lives, it was between money, getting money, and going to the drug house, getting money and going to the drug house. And as I was thinking about that, what came to my mind is there was a time when I, I remember when I first started going on Facebook or using Facebook 
that I would go on maybe once or twice a week, but I really wouldn't get in a whole lot involved with staying on and scrolling through and so forth. But then after my husband died, I found myself doing more of it. I would stay on it a little longer. And of course, I would justify that by acknowledging that, okay, I was just copying some recipes or I was uh, looking at some do-it-yourself hacks and that kind of thing. And of course, when it was over, I would always feel guilty because I had spent so much time on maybe two and a half hours or two hours on Facebook. And of course, the enemy would remind me, well, you didn't spend two hours or two and a half hours today reading your Bible. <laughs> and of course, you know how he does. So what about you? I know I had to find my own solution. And my solution was that I needed to turn off my notifications on my cell phone, which I did, and I had developed the practice of turning off my phone at night so I don't have to be disturbed by the light going on and off if I happen to be, let's say, awake or, or maybe even asleep and just happen to be get up maybe to go to the bathroom and then see that light flashing and wonder who it is. If I, I think that if I wasn't really in business, that I would probably not be on as often. But there is some good to be said for technology and some good to be said for Facebook because you can give quite a few ideas about business and business ideas. And you can get a chance to see and hear through the Facebook groups what other businesses are doing. So there is some good there. But I, I've learned to monitor my time. What about you? Perhaps you're on there chasing after, because I know lately I've noticed they have a lot of side hustle type deals. And maybe you're one of those people that is always looking for the next best get rich quick scheme, or so you think. And so you're just kind of hooked on doing that. And so everything that they show on Facebook, you're there, you're right there. You, you want to go for it. So maybe it's also a material possession. You have a car. I know sometimes I see the car, Have I, I go to the car shows and these guys are like, they will hurt you if you touch their ride or, or sit in their cars and, and so forth. And that's, they're, they're obsessed with their, their cars. It's a material possession and it's almost like a god to them. Don't touch it. Or maybe it's ideologies that you're stuck on. You, you get into arguments over what you believe till you begin to make enemies and anyone who opposes you becomes your enemy. Have you ever noticed about these false gods that it's about you or me versus well, what it's really doing is hiding behind the, we're hiding behind these false gods to meet a need. And I want you to think about that for a moment. What are idols that we have let into our lives saying or showing us? What are they replacing? They are like band-aids, a temporary solution for a deeper need. And that's what I discovered, and even as I was preparing to do this talk to you. Why was I letting Facebook into my time management to eat up time? I could have, of course, that time I could have devoted to someone or something that was more life-changing. Why? Because I lost my husband five years ago, and 
scrolling through Facebook sometimes it's a distraction because at least I can see recipes I can have the opportunity to because I like to do it yourself stuff so see hacks household hacks and that kind of thing but the danger is when those objects or any object that you begin to utilize that it begins to take you over that you become so devoted to it I know there are people that they just can't function without going on social media they got to keep up with everything that's going on and that's when it gets to be a problem because you can't cut it off and that's what happens when the object that you are devoting yourself to takes control of you so what do you do well you have to begin to break that cycle and one of the ways that I have learned to break cycles in my life is I put it into prayer I start I begin to pray and my prayers could be as simple as God help me to, to get this under control or turn away from this direct my path give me guidance give me ideas on how I can do this and but that's just what I do but a couple of practical things that you can do is set a timer to get off social media at a certain time give yourself a break so that you can begin to break that habit if you keep doing that what I learned from psychology is that if you do that for 21 days it will break that habit and you'll be able to function better and if it's a person that you're idolizing then think about it who should you idolize there's no one you should idolize if you're gonna I mean there are people in their religion they idolize their statues but who should you idolize if you're gonna idolize something idolize something that's going to bring life that's going to bring health and strength to you and if that person isn't going to do that that person does not control life or death then you need to maybe consider or reevaluate the the relationship that you have with that person and why you are idolizing that person and is that person really worth you idolizing them and perhaps look at changing that but that of course is between you and God in terms of how you deal with that if it is a material possession like we ta- I talked about earlier about a car then put it in the right perspective that car is not a God it's not God the God uh, so you might want to consider rethinking how you see that possession because now it's possessing you instead of you possessing it if it is your ideology then you need to practice listening to others without pushing your view on them you still have the option always to pray in spite of what changes you want to make you can always do it alone prayer can help but I find that in order to try to break cycles in our lives we need a supernatural spiritual intervention you can there are times people can break behaviors modify behaviors but modified behaviors often do not last long term I find spiritual modification lasts a lot longer it lasts for a lifetime versus last the, the behavior modif- just modifying a behavior so how would you like it if you were in a relationship with a relationship with someone and they chose 
someone else over you. So when we put our affections on anything except God, what is that is what we are doing. We are choosing someone else over God, another affection over God, and it hurts. I believe it hurts God's heart. And what we devote our affections to, other than God, cannot do anything but lead us into more self-centeredness until we have no soul left, until we are obsessed and ultimately possessed by the false affections. So until next time, this is your emotional healing and wellness coach, Blondie Clayton, signing off. Keep the faith.